And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. Today we have with us Mr. Ed Stevens, Cleveland bassist extraordinaire. He is in a lot of different bands. We'll go over them all. Ringworm, Maiden Voyage, Vanix, Shed the Skin, The Gluttons, Vindicator, Shock Paris. And a while back, he was also in Abdullah. Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. <laughs> and uh, let's just start from right here. Me and Ed go way, 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 way back. Um, I met Ed back in around 1987 yeah. at Lakewood High School. Back when we had phone booths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we actually were in a band together back then. Um yeah. Real quick, I'll tell the story. So what happened was is Ed was in a band named Rude Awakening at the time. Pretty cool guys, actually. Um, and uh, I was, I had met Ed, and we were all into the same kind of music. We were all into the metal, and um, you knew Scott Hamilton, and that's how I actually met you was through Scott. And um, so, yeah, we were, we were, we actually started to form a band together. It was uh, Ed, me, it was a guy named Mark Zapata. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasio Tashuris, lots of people yeah. know Tas. What's up, Tas? Tasio, and um, we had a guy named Paul Bodock in the, in the beginning, yes. and um, then Paul left, and we got to replace Paul at the time. Patrick, our man over here, running the controls. So I, I remember he when he first played with us, he didn't have a pick, and he played with a penny. He's like, I got, I got no pick, man, but I got this penny. Yeah, we were practicing up at DeFiori's upstairs. It's a 24-hour room up there. We got us a room up there. And um, we did actually play one gig. Um, actually, the gig we played was before Pat joined the band, but we did do one gig, and it was um, a St. Ed's Battle of the Bands, it was. Yep. And uh, there was three bands. One was a Maiden-like band. They did some Maiden. That was the first band. Then there was us. And then we went up against Mark Buckwald's band. Um, and Rick Petrillo played guitar for them, and they were really good. They did Zeppelin, and they were pretty good. Buckwald's good was even good back then. Um, we came in second of the three. Yeah. Um, we were called Death Watch at the thing. But before that, we were Piercing Mist. Then we were Death Watch. Um, and eventually, we just broke up. Uh, me and Ed started writing tunes together. We wrote a song called The Cursed Earth, I remember. Oh, yeah. Shit. I actually remember some of the lyrics to that, but we won't go into those now. But anyways, the good news is this. The the, the Battle of the Band St. Ed's thing actually was, was recorded, video recorded, with one of the oldest video recorders, like camcorders that they at the time. I think it was like one of the first ones ever. So it's not perfect footage, but we got it. So we're going to be playing it. Actually, we're going to play it right now. What? Okay, we're back. <laughs> See how I did that? Um, so yeah, so um, and then we break, and then the band breaks up, and everybody kind of goes their own way. You end up going to school eventually, mm -hmm. and because this was this was like I said, eighty seven, probably eighty eight, eighty nine, um, ninety. Yeah, kind of. I just went. Kind of. Everybody just went their own way. Mark Zapata, he actually got in some. I don't remember the name of the band he was in. He was in a pretty good band though. He became a pretty good guitar player, and and. Toss, of course, you know, he's everybody's his favorite guy, period. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I thought I turned this motherfucker off. <laughs> 
But yeah, those years were definitely unbelievably cool, man. And uh, one thing I will say about the, when I remember about that Battle of Bands thing was uh, that band you were in, Rude Awakening, those guys were super cool. We actually like, like methodically stole you from them. <laughs> Yeah. Like we were working on that from the moment we met. I was like, we just got to get him from these guys. And the problem was, is these dudes were super cool guys. Remember Josh had that bread, that dude, Josh, he was the one guitar player. Joe, what? Joe and Jocko. Jocko. Yeah. He drove yeah, the yeah. bread truck. Yeah. And he drove us to Anthrax. We went to Anthrax and Metal Church, I believe, mm -hmm. we played at Fantasy. And I, and we went in that bread truck. Yes. Do you remember going in the bread truck? I remember the bread Larry truck. Larry Workman was dating your sister, Marisa, at the time. I don't know if you remember Larry. <laughs> Larry. Had the long, curly hair. Anyways, we went there in the bread truck, and then on the Battle of the Bands, Ooh. that dude, Jocko, let us use his his equipment and drove us in the, in the bread truck to the show that we played with you. So I'll never forget that shit. It was, it was like, man, these guys are so nice, but we want to take that bass player from them so bad, man. <laughs> We ended up getting it, but anyways, so, uh, you know, what's funny is I, I played a gig, a couple gigs with that Rick guy who played in the Zeppelin band. Oh, Petrilla. Yeah. But it took me like three gigs later to realize that was the dude. No <laughs> shit. You, you played with Rick, huh? Yeah. It's just like, you know, some filler, like, um, I think his band Toast. Like, oh, he's in Toast. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I did some filling gigs and then I'm one day I'm looking, I'm like, Hey. Did you play in a Zeppelin band back at St. Edmund? He's like, yeah. Like, I was that dude that came in second place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rick was a real good guitar player, man. Yeah, he still is. He still is he still is. playing? Is oh, he still yeah. out there doing it? Oh, yeah. He's good. So then, uh, so explain to me, so how, school. So you get into school. How does that work? I mean, you go there and you, you just major in music. Is that what you did? or? <clears throat> yeah, I basically, my mom at the time was like saying, if you still want to live at home, you got to go to college. I'm like, okay, well, I don't see myself getting a place anytime soon. So, yeah, I did that. And I studied music. It seemed like the logical thing to do. But then I, I started um, studying the upright bass and started studying classical music and jazz. So I got kind of in that rabbit hole for a while, like 10-year escapade. Really? Yeah, but I came back to metal. So you don't do any jazz anymore? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you still. Yeah, I do all kinds of gigs. I can because you know, gotta. So you do like a lot of fill-ins and stuff like that. Is what you're saying? So yeah, if people need a, a bass player, blues. and bass players are like sought after a lot. There's a lot of times for, there's like a lot of need for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so at what point do you start getting back into the to the mainstream of things again? Right after, right after what? I think it was like a couple of years after, um, college. Uh, I was going through some rough times, and usually, like, music gets me through things and stuff like that, but, like, jazz wasn't cutting it, you know? And so I just picked up a Maiden record that I haven't heard in a while, and I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got right back into it, and then, you know, I started basically going to shows, you know, go to shows and start networking with people like, you know, you did when you were younger. I met all my old friends again, and... Got you know playing a few other bands. Got an Abdullah. Um, my friend. You ever you ever see Art DeSmith anymore from high school? You ever talk to that dude? Mm, I saw him a few years ago. At a, at a, I think it was a a wake. Yeah, it was at a wake. <laughs> yeah, not a really good place to meet somebody. No, again. no. But uh, but you know we 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 you know started talking again and uh. 
think we're friends on Facebook. I see him once in a while, yeah. you know, off and on here and there. Yeah, I remember one time. I remember uh, just 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 to, to give people an idea what it was like in high school. I remember when uh, Slayer came one time. I remember you borrowed a quarter. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my my thing. I was like, if I figured, I was good at math back then. I was like, if I could get three quarters a day for like a month, I can get the Slayer ticket. Yeah, I remember you went to Slayer bar, and I actually had people actually come and giving me quarters every day because they knew that you know that was the plan plan. every day you had to make the quota here ed here's a quarter like okay yeah shit that was a good show i think it was slayer and overkill yeah that was that was uh at uh agora and that was rain and blood yeah yeah lost my shoes yeah that was a great time that was fucking sweet so uh what about Ringworm? When did you start playing with these guys because this is this is the band you actually toured with and you've you've really gone a long way with these guys yeah. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! I think I want to say you could probably Google it. Maybe <laughs> 2012 or 2014, or maybe 2011. Uh, Matt's gonna kill me for not remembering. But but my first show, yeah, my first show with them was with a uh, Creator and um, Accept in Columbus. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you met Millie. From Creator? Yeah, it was not a very good meeting. Uh-oh. We, we, we were a bunch of jerks. <laughs> we, we, we're coming back. We went like backstage, and we're being asses, you know, and be like, oh, my God, Billy, what's up? How are you doing? He's like, I got to play. I got to go play. He's like, oh, no, no, man, hang on a second. <laughs> Spilling beer everywhere and shit. Oh, uh, everybody's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and and you played with Accept, you said, also? Yes. But, uh, right when the... They got that new singer. Yeah, Udo wasn't with them. No, but they were so great. It was fucking, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, you were touring like uh, Europe and everything, right? You were all mm-hmm. over the place because I remember that when that was going on, there would be like you were you would be posting pictures up on Facebook and stuff, and you were meeting like fucking everybody, dude. You mm-hmm. got a picture with Lammy. Yep. Yeah, I that mean, was a whole different thing. Uh, that was like at a meet and greet. Oh, was that? Yeah, but still. Was that local though? Yeah, Lemmy. Um. Yeah, Blossom. Oh, was that? It was like a special package where you got to meet the band. Uh, Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, it's bugging me. I got to find out that date. What, the date you guys, did you started with Ringworm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll learn something today. Like, we try to make, so people, we try to have our guests learn something every time they're <laughs> on here, and you're going to learn when you started playing. <laughs> <laughs> Technologies. Uh, It so says how to accept ringworm. Hmm? <laughs> Are you looking yourself up uh, on Wikipedia? Yeah. No, I just, Ed I just no, I just ringworm. <laughs> I put ringworm accept, and then it says how to accept ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look up ringworm, dude. You're really not going to get the band. Uh, yeah, the yeah. ringworm accept. It's like here's how you accept it when you have ringworm. You just oh, you go. just lean into it. 2012. 2012. <clears throat> okay. September 14, 2012, Newport Music Hall. Case solved. So you so you sign up. How do you get involved with these guys? What, did you know them for before that, or um, you try out for them? How does that work? Well, um, well, I was playing in. I'm playing in the Gluttons with James, the Human Furnace. Um, he plays 
guitar and he writes all the music for the gluttons and i was just playing with him for a while and um still playing i've been in that band longer the gluttons yeah and um they just needed a bass player i, I think i one time i filled in for something where they did like three songs at the old jigsaw on and, state yeah and, and we did like some um metallica songs and uh did uh, they made me play the bass solo, Anesthesia. Really? Uh, yeah, guess what? You're playing the bass solo. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know it, though? Uh, kind of. But, uh, you know, <laughs> got through it. But anyways, it, you know, Matt was like, well, now we got a dude if we need a guy to play bass, you know? So I'm like, okay. And then a couple years later, or maybe even a year later, they uh, needed a bass player, so I jumped in. Real quick, uh, favorite Metallica bass player? Cliff Burton. Okay. That's the right, that's the right answer, by the way. <laughs> um, so I remember, uh, what, what was uh, a metallophism? Oh, shit. That was, um, remember Bob Beckett? Yeah, from Lakewood High School. That was the religion we started because we, so, we had such I a hard-on for Master of Puppets. I do remember now. Well, and no, because that was the best. When it came out, there was nothing. It, it was it. And then I remember when I... Um, so yeah, Nelson Ledge is like maybe 95, yeah. 96. Earlier probably than that, actually. Yeah, and you um, you were so bummed out when I told you I, did, I wasn't listening to Metallica anymore. I was, <laughs> yeah, jazzing out. I was jazzing out, jazz odyssey. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, bumming. Well, because you were so- you, What about metallophism? <laughs> well, that's because, you know, and because like for me, in, in 87 was probably the time, that was probably the year where I completely leaped into a whole different everything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when I went headfirst into Metallica. Um, I, I first heard Metallica when Master of Puppets came out. Uh, Neil Tome mm -hmm. turned me on to Metallica when Master of Puppets came out. And uh, that was it for me. Once I heard that album, it was over with, man, for me. And then I meet you guys, and you guys are all thrashers you know lakewood had a lot of cool thrashers that was a cool place to, to actually meet people back in that time yeah it was very it was a cool scene in lakewood real cool scene yeah um, especially with chris warp records there and all yeah. that stuff going on it was very cool man i'm metallica there you what i met metallica there. at chris warp yeah no that kidding when, when ride the lightning came yeah out. that was when they were at the variety when they came with a wasp and armored saint yep, yep. i couldn't mm. go to that show me neither it. Not enough quarters. Not enough quarters. <laughs> I didn't come up with the scheme then. <laughs> yeah, right. It took a little while, but it worked. I yeah. I, I went to some I shows lot, with you yeah, because of that. Shows. Hell yeah, we did see a lot go of to, shows. Back go to Chris Andrews dropped all the change in there. Like one Slayer ticket. <laughs> He's looking at me. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Chris Warp when you go buy the tickets, yeah, because that's where we go get them. And Chris I used Warp. to buy like cassettes there too, just so I can tape music. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great place, man. Like Kevin Shattered and Chris Warp. Mm -hmm. Man, we miss those places, man. Well, I mean, you can get music without it now. That's the thing. But I was just talking to a guy about that. I was like, man, I remember when Frank from Shattered would get back from Europe and we'd all find out, you know, he was in Europe. We'd go in there. Remember, his wife would be doing the, she'd be behind the counter and she'd be like, ah, oh, he's in Europe. And we'd be like, well, when's he coming back? Because you knew as soon as he came back, he had all those imports that he would bring back and you could just, man, and he had, I love that. I miss doing that, like going through the records and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, man. That's a whole culture in itself. That was a great time for music, man. The yeah. 80, 86, 87, man. Master of Puppets, all the, the some of the best stuff that it was ever. Rain and Blood, those were those were classic metal albums. That, those years were great, man. I loved that. 
Um, but yeah, that was fun. Those were fun times. Um, so then you go and you start playing jazz. Then you get back into metal. You go to with Ringworm. Then you guys put put out an album, and then it, toured it. Yeah, the first record I was on with them is uh, Hammer the Witch. That um, people seem to like that one. It was a good record. So then, so then, you, did you tour that one, or did you? Yeah, yeah, we tour every record that um, you put out. Yeah, and they do that with all their records. You know, they put out a record and then go out for like a year and tour about as much much as they can. Didn't do too much touring for the last record because of the whole COVID thing, but um, you know we're we're about to put out another record. We just got done with all the instrumental tracks. We're just um, waiting on the vocals and stuff. When you uh, say that you guys write, do you help write these songs with these guys, or are you just coming uh, in and just playing bass with them? I just come in and play the bass. Uh, Matt has uh, Matt and Ryan have a the drummer. They put the record together themselves. And I just come in and add whatever you know. They let they, they give me li- liberty to do whatever I want. So they just give you, they just show you the tracks, and then you just you just write the bass lines however mm-hmm. you want to write them. Yeah, last record I actually recorded from my house. Oh really? Yeah. yeah Matt just sent me like videos of his hand, you know, playing the <laughs> the riffs. That's how I learned. I'm just like, okay, cool. And then I just recorded it, and then it came out good. Is it a good album? Yeah. And that's the one that's coming out. Um, but geez, who knows? Hopefully, it'll come out soon. Are you guys signed? Is that what? It, is that, is no, no. We, um, we, things- we we were with Relapse for the last three records, um, but now we don't. Um, we're back back by our own. So I think we're gonna put it out ourselves. Okay, is that, and, and all of them have been that way so far. Yeah. No. What you put them all out by yourselves so far? No, no. Oh. The last three were put out by Relapse. Oh, okay. Relapse right. Records. You know, major distribution, so it got everywhere. Okay. You know, so I think we're going to try to find somebody to do that. But. So you fi- you're, so you're going to record this on your own and produce it on your own and then find somebody to distribute it for you? Exactly. People, we might know somebody. Yeah? Yeah, we know a lot of people. We might, we might hook you up with a with distributor if you don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> All that, well, can you some help, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so then the other another band that you're involved in is Maiden Voyage. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden tribute band. Yeah, very good one. Um, you mm-hmm. definitely do the Steve Harris is, is better than anyone I've seen do the Steve Harris in a tribute Maiden eh, band. Thanks. You do, you do. You got to try. Yeah, you do the vocal with everybody, and you're singing along with the songs like Steve, and you do it. You're you're doing it. You're up there doing it. Plus, I, I remember when I first met you, that was what you were into. You were into Steve Harris big time, uh-huh. and then I remember when someone turned you on to Getty Lee. Oh yeah. Which is another thing I want to talk about. Is that Rush video? Because that's oh you know, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Rush videos, but we'll get to that in a second. But Scott, yeah, I, Scott Hamilton, I think, turned me on to Rush. Was that what it was? It was. It was. I know it was Hemispheres. It was. It was. I remember you had Hemispheres on the turntable in your basement in your room. Yeah, because I think it was after a night that we um, did some hallucinogenics, <laughs> and uh, I just remember like getting a ride home with Scott and his brother. I'm in the back seat listening, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit? This shit's awesome!" It was like 2112. Oh, and he's like, "It's Rush, dude!" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. And I went out the next very next day. I went out to the record store to find a Rush album, and Hemispheres happened to be there, and that's the one. I that's got. my favorite Rush oh, album too. That's that my- was mind blowing too. I was just like, "What am I? What's going on?" Well, yeah, it's him. It's Getty. It's <laughs> fucking Getty Lee playing, and then and then you find out he's playing uh, keyboards with his feet and singing, but. uh 
And then and then when the Cleveland when the the uh, which one was that was it Time Stand still what, was that was that the which was which show was that Time Machine Cleveland yes it's the Time Machine uh, concert with uh, Rush yeah if anyone watches it Ed's in the front row uh-huh. center stage <laughs> and you must be on there six or seven times where you're actually where it's just you and a couple other people around you how'd you get tickets in the front fucking row middle uh-huh. stage for that show it was um. A Christmas gift for my girlfriend Gretchen, and wow, she was like the whole time. I don't know how she hid it from me, but for like six months, she was just like, "Yeah, we got tenth row." I'm like, "That's I don't care. That's great. That's fucking awesome." And then as we were leaving for the show, the day of the show, we're leaving. She's like, "She gives me a ticket." Oh, by the way, you're front and center. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, man, that had to be the greatest show, man. Oh, it's awesome. If you got Getty Lee right in front of your, right there, you were watching him play, play right there. Yeah. I got some really cool footage, too. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was, but, you know, I put my phone away because it's just like I just wanted to experience the whole thing like a regular person. Yeah, man. You're just, how often are you going to be able to, you was, can watch the front row footage of Rush anywhere. Yeah. A, they have so many videos, but. I'm like right in front of Neil Pert. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, man. Getty's like, <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah, you look like you were having a lot of fun, too. I was a little <laughs> envious of you. I'm like, look at this guy right there. He's in the middle. That is cool, though, man. That was a Christmas present from your girlfriend? Yeah. Man, yeah. dude, that's awesome girl. Yeah. That's a great girlfriend, dude. Is that you're still your girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not letting go of that girl ever. <laughs> no, front row. So, anyways, um, you're also in Vanek. Yes. Um. Tell me a little bit about Vanek. How did that all happen for you? Um, I've been friends with Sean, for, you know, Sean Vanek for a long time. And uh, actually, um, when I went to Europe with Chuck Paris, his band, um, Eternal Legacy, they were over there too. We, we did some shows together. You know, we just kept in contact. And then um, he's like, uh, I want to record a solo record. Do you want to play bass on it? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, put that together the first album is with a uh, al biddle and um it just came together really fast it's just like i just remember we just spent a day in the studio hashing shit out um recorded at mercenary studios with noah and um the, the witch doctor he f- is that what they call him well i call him that he's like he f- fixes everything because <laughs> i was making a lot of fucking you know blunders and shit just because it was just like learning it right on the spot you know and it turned out to be fucking kick-ass oh really you'll hear it. it's fucking sweet oh really is that's the first one is yeah. that the, okay and then the other two just came um you know are you going to be playing out with any of these other bands or is this just going to be mostly you're recording with all these guys i've played a few shows with vanek um but he's on um he's real busy with midnight do um they tour a lot the band so he's like you know that's what he does most of his touring with with that band. We've done some like shows. Some of the things I, I did forget about like was uh one thing that did happen was after that after that battle of the bands thing at St. Ed's, we went back to Rude Awakening, your old band, to their house and we had and there was a we had a party going. We threw a party basically, it's like celebrated our battle of the bands thing that we were in. And uh Tim Burris was actually there with us. Tim because Tim was good friends with Tasio, our drummer. He was real good friends. As a matter of fact, that when I first met Tasio, Tim was at his house, you know, and we were 
kids. Like I said, I think I was 16 or 17 years old at the time. So this is 35 years ago. Or, yeah, 30 fucking five years ago. Jeez. Um, yeah. And Tim was in Tempest at the time, Tim Burris. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he was there. And uh, you said you played a little bit with Tim? You've played with Tim a little bit after yeah. that? Because yeah. Tim ended up getting a room next to us at DeFiori's. Yeah, we would just sit there and watch him play. Yeah. It was just like by himself. He just ri- going crazy. And we're just like, well, well he, and he would always do things from the other room. Like, like he'd be on his kit over there playing while we'd be practicing and stuff. And he, and then all of a sudden we'd hear him. He'd be like doing like the, the beginning of rain and blood. Dun, dun, dun. You know, and then he'd be doing <laughs> the double bases. And we were like, that dude's amazing, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he was. He was. Still Anybody? is. Yeah. Well, we just, like I said, we just, well, he doesn't even, he's not even real anymore. Like you watch him now and you're just like, it doesn't even make sense to to, to some extent. Like he's he, the drums is almost just like something that's kind of going on while he's doing other shit, <laughs> right? When you're watching him do it now, he's got a little iPad over here. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing fucking games and shit on that thing, <laughs> and he's and he's and he's playing with one hand as good as anybody with two, and and he's fucking around with his iPad, and he's I mean, it's it's he's really good. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Probably my favorite. Local drummer. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. Or, man. Period. He's fucking he's amazing. Yeah, he's real good. He's real good. And like and, and I just like his whole personality as well, too. Yeah, great person. Anybody else you play out with the, the, the around here? Anybody other people that you've uh, played with other than the bands you've been in? Like you fill in with anybody else? Um Well, with Tim, it was with, with Billy Morris. Did the Breakfast Club. Thing. Oh yeah, back when he was they were doing that. And Dave Brooks. And, uh, geez, I don't know. There's so many people I've played with. So, yeah, it gets, it gets to be crazy, huh? Well, like I said, I play with a lot of great, a lot of great people. There's a lot of good musicians in in Cleveland. What about, um, no, there are for sure. We're meet, we're finding that out just through the show. We get, we get, you know, as I, as we interview these people and then I got to research them. And let's just be honest, you know, the local scene, a lot of these bands, you don't hear of them all, you know, there's a lot of them that, that, they concentrate in one certain area or whatever, so you don't really get turned on to them. But I'll tell you what, man, we're, we're, we we just, we interviewed a guy named Tyrone Hornbuckle. I don't know if you ever heard of Tyrone, but he's he's from that that era with Glenn Schwartz and all those oh. guys. And this guy's he's, he's just an amazing guy, you know, an amazing musician, amazing dude. And uh, we keep meeting these people, you know. And it's like, man, you're right. Cleveland's got an amazing scene. It's yeah. an amazing scene. It's very, you know, if, you, if you're looking for diversity, you it's there's every kind of thing going on here, man. And, yeah. and and there's good representations of all of it, man. And that's cool. You're you're so you don't have. I mean, metal is definitely, you know, like same with me. I mean, like if I had to, you know, go one way, I didn't know you played with Creator, dude. Not to just hop around here like I'm doing, but when you told me you play with them, that was like, that was one of my favorite th- metal bands. Yeah. At the time when that, there was only a few back then. Didn't we go see them with Hoiva? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, dude. And that was, again, was at that Killing Theodora. Technology. I think that was at, no, I think that was, uh, I don't think that was for Killing Technology, though. Oh, that, no. That was for um, well, we did see, Dimension Hatros. We did see Killing Technology, though. I remember that. Uh, cause I remember you and I saw, you and I, the most memorable show I ever saw with you was Testament Overkill. At Fantasy Theater, Overkill recorded that album, their live album, oh, Fuck You. Fuck You, yeah. And, yeah, we we walked the train tracks 
all the way to the show. It was Tome, me, you, I remember a bunch of us, and I fell asleep. Really? Yeah, it was so fucking hot. I don't know if you remember how hot it was in, in that fucking place at the Fantasy. And uh, I was so fucked up. What oh, shit. Yeah, I fucking fell asleep during Overkill. It was Megadeth. It wasn't it wasn't Testament. It was Overkill and Megadeth, that show was. Oh, at the yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, man. I remember that one distinctively because I remember... We got fucked up at some dude's house in Lakewood. I don't remember who it was, and we were watching Sanford and Son. <laughs> I'll never forget watching Sanford and Son before we went and saw that show. What if we, were we at Craig's house? Maybe. Craig I Hensel? I can't remember. Oh, shit. I can't remember, but yeah. I met a lot of interesting people back then in Lakewood. Oh. A, lot, a lot, a lot of cool people. I learned a lot of my bad habits that I carried with me throughout the rest of my life. Me too. Was there in Lakewood, yeah. Like, like meeting you and meeting everybody that I met. It, it was definitely life-changing at that point, you know. I carried it with me out throughout the rest of my life. It was good times, man. Yeah. So what else you got going on? I mean, what else, like, like uh, besides music, I mean, do you got anything else going on besides music, or is that pretty much what you do, man? Is that's that, all I do. That's it? Yeah. You wake up and you're ready to fucking go play somewhere. Well, I wake up and I continue to wake up, and then I play out at night. <laughs> Are you playing out tonight? Yes, yes. Uh, Ringworm is playing at now. That's class. Yeah, now this won't this won't be out tonight. This will be out in a week. So you'll okay. have already have played it. But this is like their last show, right? The last under the, um, Paul. Yeah. Oh, they're oh they're changing management. Yeah, and Paul sold it to Emma Jacom, and uh, they're gonna. I think it's gonna be called No Class. So <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing. But I think oh. she's gonna have a little bit more variety of groups. Oh, that's cool. Play there, so, but it's still going to be definitely metal, punk. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So that'll be the majority. So you guys will be back there again. This is just the last time that they're, that they're, you'll be playing there under yeah. current, the current situation. It's going to be a crazy, crazy night. It was a crazy night going back and going forward in time. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a crazy a cr- night. <laughs> Boy, man, I'm still getting over it. <laughs> ah! How about Shed the Skin? Tell me a little bit about them. Oh, okay. Um, it started off as a, a tribute um, to Tom Rojack. He had a band called Blood of Christ, and um, he passed away. And this was like a tribute to bring his music back, you know, many years later. And Matt Sorg, who also the guitar player in Ringworm, he uh, put it together with Kyle Severn from um, Incantation. And we did this tribute, and it, it felt really good. Like, we, we just all gelled together. Nash Thomas is a guitar player, singer, and um, main vocalist. And it was great. And then we just uh, decided to keep it going. And then we called it after one of um, Tom's songs, Shed the Skin. And we had four albums. The fourth one's come, it just, uh, a single just dropped a couple days ago. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's like Thaumogenesis. T H A. Someone else is going to kill you. going to kill me again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, this one is like we we did. Matt should have just come on, man. It could have taken care of all that for yeah. you. Probably should. That would have been a good move. Right. And uh, but the. 
we recorded the last album, this fourth one, at uh, Mercenary Studios, Noah. Noah's great, great engineer. Uh, and it's fucking, it's fucking. That's if, good if, shit. Yeah, if you can find it, it's um, I'll share the link with you. You know, I'll have all this. All this will be up, man. I'll be playing tunes from all this stuff. There'll okay. be a, there'll be a lot of stuff. You'll see. I'll have a lot weaved into this thing. Yeah, Hell's Headbangers put it out. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty crushing. Yeah, it's like a, a '90s style death metal, which. You know, I'm a death metal idiot for yeah. sure, but you know, it's fun to play. Well, a lot of these bands are death metal that you're doing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. for the most part, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you said uh, you got Vindicator. Yeah, Vindicator. Now that's more of like a thrash style than, than yeah. it is death metal. Yeah, it's a uh, Vic Stone is the brainchild of that band. Um, it's a cool name. I like the name of it. One of my best buds. Uh, you you like it a lot. He's very much into um he likes Megadeth. But he's like he's very knowledgeable on all things metal and very How'd you hook up with this cat? Um how did I? I think Bill Peters mentioned my name to him because they were looking for somebody. And um I think they needed somebody to do a couple out of town shows. Um, because they already had somebody, but then he wasn't with them anymore, so you know, I just played the shows, got the gig. Then I got called to do a record, uh, United We Fall. Um, that's the one before the one I just gave you. And uh, been good times ever since. We've done some, we've done some small little touring here and there. You know, done some cool gigs. Let me ask you something, man. So, so like you, you, you go up, you grow up, and I mean, like there was no question, like you were made for this. Like I, I remember you back then when you were really just kind of cutting your teeth with the bass, but you were still really good at the at the time already. It was natural to you, you know. You took to it immediately. You, you, you know, you were one of those kind of guys. And then you decide to go to school for it, and now you're you're it, it is your job. I mean, music is your job. You've created a scenario in your life where you can do that. Is it everything you kind of like wished it would be? I mean, have you when you're looking at the whole picture now and you're looking back? I mean, you're involved in a lot of people's lives. You're doing a lot of music with a lot of different bands. You know, you're you're locally you're you're you know very well known and respected. Um, I mean, are you are you pretty happy with the way things have turned out for yourself? You think or? Um, I think so. I never really stopped to think about it. I'm always just trying to press forward. All the time, you know. You haven't it's looked back yet, huh? You, don't, you haven't really looked back yet and and, and no. analyzed anything. No, I mean, I thought things might be a little bit different, but the whole climate of music has changed so much since when we were young. It's, yeah, it you know, has. There's no the money. The real money and like the millions is is so. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you know. You can't sell music anymore. Yeah, you can't no, sell it. Like, You're making music so you can tour with something. Yeah, yeah, it's um. Totally different. Well, what's that like? So, what's uh, describe touring? Like, so when I say touring, I mean like you're over on the other side of the world, and and you're doing a lot of firsts. You know, like mm -hmm. you're, right. You're you're. What what was uh best place would you say that you played at? Best best countries or? Well, I always have fun in Germany. Yeah, that's the Germany's, that's the one that always that's everyone fucking awesome. But believe it or not, I I really like Poland. Really? Yeah, we were Ringman was out there and. It was like a, it was like a 
snowy and it just felt really cool it's like snow everywhere and it's like it's real cold it, it was really cold but it was cool we were just walking down the street and these old houses that you like you know kind of felt like i was like remember that show combat not really <laughs> <laughs> it's from the 50s or something oh. <laughs> It's like World War Two shit, oh. but you know, it just reminded me. I was like, one of those towns that you know the oh, soldiers yeah, are walking through and shit like that. Yeah, and Poland too. Like that's that's all post World War stuff. Like so, you're seeing rebuilt yeah. from that all that stuff probably too, right? Yeah. But it was such a like a peaceful snow and shit. It was really cool. But as far as playing wise, I mean, Jesus, Germany was fucking awesome. You ever do like a whacking or anything like that? Did you ever get to do that? I've been to Wacken a couple times. Have you? Yeah, I never played, but I know ne- I've been there. Um, it's that's nuts beyond nuts. It was, I think I must've spent like 400 euros alone on just like merchandise. Like <laughs> they got this thing called metal market or whatever. It was like, um, you know, CDs and patches, anything that you could ever dream of getting, they have it. Some vendors there that's got, and it's like, it's bigger than that place alone is like, as big as any of the festivals we would have here. Oh, really? Yeah, but just shit to buy. It was awesome. It's like a big bazaar of, of stuff mm-hmm. to just buy, the, but it's all merch from all the bands that are playing there? It's like eight, yeah. Like, um, well, no, there's the separate merch area for that. And this is just like independent retailers. Oh. Just, you know, so I, I found so much stuff that I could never find before. I think I had to buy another suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there's like 80,000 people at this thing. It's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, I've I've just only seen footage and, and videos and stuff, but it does it does look like a massive party, yeah. and it's all like metal. It's all the extreme metal. It's the best. It's every anything you can think of. Um, like I said, I went to it twice, and I don't think I ever want to go back. I mean, unless it's uh, unless I'm playing, but it's it's a it's an endeavor. Why not? Why do you say that? Why do you? Oh, to- it's like it's just a lot it's of like just- camping and shit like that. You know, we stayed on the we stayed. On grounds there one time, one time we stayed in a hotel and stuff like that. But it's definitely like an endurance thing, you know. You just got you, know, you start at the beginning of the day. You got to make sure you don't drink too much and you just even it out all the way. But they got these beers that are in these fucking huge like steins. <laughs> yes, I don't know. It's like fucked up. It's great beer though. Best beer I ever had. Really in Germany? Yeah. The what is that? The the Weiss beer. It's like the the wheat. Oh really? It's like banana bread or something like that <laughs> and it was like it was drinking the shit out of that and they don't put any like crap in the beer it's just you know like here we have all the sh- there's so much shit in our beer that's why we get those hangovers so you weren't getting so you could drink the death over there and you be you wake up and you're ready to drink again mm-hmm. nice that's see, that's nice were you drinking all your beer at room temperature or was it chilled uh room no kidding yeah do it tastes did- great do you still drink it at room temperature now, or do you... Not American beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but their beer is made to, to drink at room temperature. Where else did you guys play? What other countries? Did you guys... Did you guys ever been to, like, Ireland or, or, or anywhere over there? They might have. I'm, I'm, they've been to a lot more places than I have. But since I've been in the band, um, Italy, France... Finland. Um, did I say Italy already? Yeah. Okay. What What other countries around there? Well, I don't know. American there's, idiot. There's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I said Poland. Um, you got Belgium. Sweden, Belgium. Yeah. There you um, go. Switzerland. What about Denmark? Did you make it through there? I don't 
I don't think so. No. I, don't, I know they did, probably. But um. But anyways, we, we we've been to uh, Australia, New Zealand. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? Now that interests that was, me. That was great. Really? Yeah, was, How's New Zealand? See, New Zealand is such a a, a a independent island from everything else in the world. They're so they've they've built this. It's an amazing looking place. Yeah, it's. So you're flying into New Zealand, right? What's that like? Did you fly in during the day? Um, we flew in at night into Australia first. Okay. No. Maybe it was New Zealand first. I don't know, but it was dark. Oh. I think it was. Oh, wait, was, well, we went to Australia, and then we went to New Zealand for a couple of days, and then we came back to Australia? That's I, pretty cool, though. I can't remember. The real next to I remember flying... Back and forth. So. Are you guys headlining in these, or are you are you with somebody else? Yeah, we had like our own tour. So you're headlining this, and who you who do you have with you? Are you just using local local bands? I mean, I think uh, we played one gig with um, a really good band, Mind Snare. They're Australian, and they're really they're like I was told they're like the Australian ringworm or something. Oh, really? But, yeah, but uh, but they're fucking they're really good. Check them out, Mind Snare. Very heavy. Cool, cool. Would that be the, the best band that you were playing with back then? And those during that tour, or is that what that, that, that's one, one that sticks the one, out? The one that stuck out in my head, and it's like, yeah, it was probably my favorite. And they're all great guys. The thing about people in Australia are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. No kidding. Like crazy, like nice. Like they go out of their way to help you. American. Make, make, they make you feel like you've known them forever. No kidding. Yeah. It was a fun time. What were the shows like there? How how are the people like? And are they crazy as like they are in America? Are they the same or is it different? Or like like let me ask you this: When you're playing these European shows, do they do these guys do these crowds that you're playing it there? Are they singing along like the fucking guitar solos and shit like that that they do? Like like they sing everything, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they can sing much to the ringworm stuff. But, That's what I'm. But when I was, I was with Shock, when I was at Shock Paris, they, they were like. The, uh, the, we, melod- the melodies and stuff. They were they'd... singing the melodies of the guitar lines. And we were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and these people, don't, they know their music, you know. They know everything about you. Like, it's like we would, Chuck Paris did like a a meet and greet or a signing or something like that. And a couple of people wouldn't let me sign, which I don't care. They're like, because I'm not an original member. They knew I wasn't an original member. And I'm like. Hey, I, I understand. That's cool with me, you know. No kidding. And then, so then I got into the habit of saying, you know, I'm not the original person. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. Just Save yourself a few signatures. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, one dude, I remember at this one um, thing, Shock Paris is uh, another like meet and greet signing thing, and this dude, I think he was like from Cyprus, something like that, came up, and he had an Abdullah CD and a Vindicator CD. He's there to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I was like, you know, I'm not. We didn't. I don't think we had a Shock Paris record yet that I was on, you know. So I was just like, you know, just sitting there. Like, These guys like, bam! I'm like, Get the that's fuck so out. cool, man, Shit, dude. Is that the, how many times has something like that happened to you? Once. That's it, right? <laughs> Never forget that dude. No, no, he's. I think we're friends on Facebook now. I was gonna say, he's, 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 he's sending him pics and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I'll be like, yeah, I send these to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he's, yeah, I was. Um, yeah, the, it's what you think, you know, what people say about Europe when they talk about American music and shit. They just love it. Really? Yeah. 
Is it, is it, you know, are you guys touring when you're saying you're touring? How often a week are you playing? Are you playing almost every night? Playing? Oh, yeah, every night. Like, when Raymond was hitting it hard, we were going, started off as like 30 dates, and then it's, then kind of backed off a little bit to like maybe 25, and then backed off even more. And then it just then it became like two-week things and two-and-a-half-week things. At a time? Yeah. So you just go out for like like Metallica thing where they would do the two week tours and then they come back for a week or two. And yeah, I mean we we did like you know at one time there was like uh, maybe two or three tours a year that we were doing in America and then I mean then we would go out to Europe. I think I've been to Europe three times maybe three. I don't remember. So so. <laughs> <laughs> That beer I really is good shit. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, but what I was gonna say is like, is it you know, is it as exhausting as everyone acts like when you're touring? I mean, does it does it wear on you? Like toward uh, the end of these tours, are you ready to be done with it? Are you just kind of uh, like, I'm done. Uh, I'm yeah. ready to go home. Because well, you know, we're not like Metallica or anything. You know, traveling in tour buses, we're in a fucking van. Yeah, right. It's way harder. I mean, you got you're, very you're, farty. <laughs> Everybody's you know, blowing you're, you're in van, drinking that just, beer. You're shaking up. Oh yeah, yeah. going. You know, hung over the next day. You're like, oh my god, I want to kill myself. But it's, it's 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 amazing how the body acclimates to it. You know, you just get used to it. You know, and sure. Then, and then and then you get home, and then your body just kind of says, "Fuck you." You get sick or something, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, it catches up. Yeah, yeah. What's some of the uh, packages you were involved with? Some of the bills you were involved with here in, in the states? Anything interesting that? Uh... Oh, well, one of my favorites was um, uh, we toured with Voivod Napalm Death, and um, excellent. I think uh, Iron Reagan was on it, and it exhumed. Exhumed. That's <laughs> that goes way back, man. Yeah. So these are a lot of old, the old classic. Some like Voivod's hard to, to to pigeonhole into a genre. They're so unique. But they're definitely some some crazy shit. What? Crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if um the I think there's like an actual video of us playing with Barney from Napalm Death. He's singing uh, Iron Fist. It's it's on YouTube. Motorhead. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that was really cool. Voivod shit was awesome though, because um I mean they're heroes you know yeah another canadian band too yeah and just seeing them like fucking all the fucking time when was the last time they came they, they toured around here are they still playing like the dimension hatred stuff are they still playing all that oh yeah no kidding yeah. that's a great album i think on that tour they, they they played mostly they only played like a couple new songs or maybe one new song but they didn't have a record out yet with uh the new uh bass player rocky okay but um, yeah, they've had a lot of lineup changes. Snake yeah. is the main dude who's who's been there from the beginning. Snake away, yeah. Piggy, but he passed away. Yeah, yeah that's been a while though. He 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 passed away a while ago. Mm-hmm. So um, anybody else, or, or is it mainly them? Any, any crazy shit happening on that? I mean, like like what's that like? So like you're playing with some of these crazier bands, some of these bigger bands who's been around for a while, done as well. Anything crazy going on in these tours? Or anything out of control? Because yeah. they're no. smashing up any places or doing no. any fucking shit. It's, it's a funny thing, too. It's like, it's probably the most uneventful things. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, everybody's just hanging out, talking to each other, you know. Just drinking and just, just, just drinking, and, you know, but like everybody keeping it professional as, much as possible, you know. So, yeah, right. Nothing. But, uh, but it's like, you know, it's mostly people think like, you know, 
big parties and girls and all this shit going on. It's like dudes on their phone or their fucking computer, <laughs> you know, just walking around, just trying to kill time. There's a lot of downtime on touring. It's just like it's just trying to find stuff to do just to do just try to find stuff because do you just go exploring in some of these cities though you ever just get out and just like walk around and just to check them out sometimes sometimes but sometimes you're in a remote area and you don't even want to go anywhere because it's you're just out in the middle shady. of nowhere you're just like oh i got you you know but um and then sometimes we're like like you know when you're in south and stuff like that it's, there's some places where i can remember in oklahoma or something like that just nowhere to go <laughs> you know it's just like okay we'll just stay at the club and stay there for like Three hours before you play is that what you do when that, when that happens yeah you guys just you guys just do a little drinking at the bar or whatever until the, the gig starts and that's you know, it me and me and matt got a system where we don't start drinking until two hours before we're about to play oh it's good that's that good. way by the time we're done playing we're yeah every, lit. yeah you're feeling pretty good <laughs> but you're not too fucked up when you start right because there's, there's been a couple scary moments you know <laughs> like what like what I do you mean you know, i mean if you get has anything ever happened where you were like too fucked up to play? Has that ever happened? Yes. Tell yes. me about, tell uh, me, tell oh, me about like, that. Well, nothing like big shows or anything like that. But there's one time uh, I was in Germany with Shock Paris, and apparently, I mean, I was I think it was a combination of um, jet lag and then drinking too much. And I'm on. We're on the stage, just doing like a impromptu little jam thing, you know, me, Kenny, and Vic, and uh, John, and we were just sitting there, and I just passed the fuck out while I was playing the bass. What? I was just like, <laughs> and then, and then, according to the bartender, because I started the next day, I would get up going, ah, I'll start playing and start ripping like ah, and then I go <laughs> back down. <laughs> and I did that for like an hour. <laughs> and amazingly, I found my way back to the hotel. <laughs> what, your band, you mean your band just like said fuck you and left you and then you had to find your own way back? Oh, no, no, no. We, um, oh, were you doing this after the show? No, no, no. <laughs> this was, <laughs> no, no. They were just like, I remember Kenny looking at me, he's like, mm, you're pretty fucked up. I'm like, uh, <laughs> So they didn't live. I was the butt of the joke for a couple of days. Probably still am. I don't know. But that, that was you said that was Shock Paris. That was a Shock Paris. I don't think um. Well, most of the bad dumb things with Ringworm usually happens after we're done playing. Like you know, like one time I fell in the middle of the street with all my equipment. Because oh. <laughs> in the middle of traffic, there's a. <laughs> I'm walking out. With my 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 head in one hand and my pedal board in the other, and then I had a case with um two bases in it on my back, and I get there and I just look at the guys. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm that was that was, they're like Ed, you are relieved of duty from loading up the van. Go in the van and sleep. I'm like okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a lot of lot of drunkenness. We had some cool tours with uh, I Hate God. You ever listen? Oh yeah, to I know. Mm -hmm. We've been out with them. We've been out with Goat Horror. Uh, 
But it's always the same type of scene, though. It's just pretty much just the same thing every time you go out on these things. Everybody's just kind of like they play their they set and then they come back and mm-hmm. then eventually you all kind of hang out or a little bit or you don't. Yeah. It was real fun when we were out with uh, I Hate God. We did stuff like both bands, you know, like we would just we'd go go karting one day or oh, cool. go somewhere else. It was like there's a big unity in them for the for the whole tour package, you know, so it felt like a family the whole time, you know, so it was cool. Then some tours you went to bands that you don't even know who they are and they didn't give a fuck who you are and and that that makes for a long tour. Oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> He's just like because you got to hang out with these people one way. You got you're around them one way or the other, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. might as well make the most of it, right? Yeah. So, but you know, usually you, you know there's silver linings somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, Vanek. Okay. It's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool band that you're in there, and uh, Sean Vanek's band. Yeah. And uh, you were describing to me a little bit about like a project you guys did where um, you guys all kind of had your own solo. Yeah, it, they come out like at singles, but they were like they it's like kind of like the Kiss thing, but it, like the it, stuck when the when the solos came out. Yeah, we're like we're individual faces, but they're like caricatures of ourselves. Like, like I look like a werewolf or something like that. Oh. And then the the new one that just dropped, um, Steve, he's like a killer, like a serial killer. So each one of you guys, so these are just Vanek songs, but the album cover has an individual face mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So this is these are the singles that are being released. Yeah. And then the cover is just each individual member's face. Yeah, it's not necessarily you didn't write the song. No, we all had a, we all wrote it together. I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you. That's pretty cool. Now, is this is this was the idea taken from the Kiss solo thing? Was that kind of like was it taken from that, or are no. you just comparing it to that? I'm just comparing it to that. Okay. I think you know, Sean wanted to do um, something cool to kind of give everybody in the band kind of like a identity type. Yeah, thing. it was it worked out good. So. What's what's in what's in the future for that? Like you guys, you guys have. Uh, well, I imagine we'll probably when he gets back from touring and stuff like that. Um, we'll record another record. Pretty sure that's going to be happening. So, so right now you have a, a, a single out, um, "Entrails and Thrills." Is that the single that's no, the, out right the, now? The single is a uh, secret killer. Okay, so "Entrails what? and Thrills" uh, came out um, maybe like six months ago. Maybe that's the, that, that was the original single. From the from the EP or from the um, album? Um, that's I think it was a full EP. Okay. And then um, I think the single is separate from that. Again, I'll have to talk to Sean. <laughs> He's going to kill me. <laughs> so, but I'm just trying to say because this is interesting to me. This Vanek because I I actually heard this on Bill Peters, mm-hmm. and this is some this I really like this. You know, this was I was like, wow, this is. And I, I do like all this actually because I have I've gone and listened to everything that I could get my hands on and listen to it. Ringworm is just some extreme stuff and if you really like the extreme stuff, they're great. You guys are great at that. Yeah, and great at it. Yeah, it's it's aggressive shit, man. The you ever seen a live show for theirs? I haven't. The pit is deadly, deadly. Yeah, it. Deadly. It, it, I'm telling you, man. It is. It is. That I've is. Some, seen, I've never seen any people like rough each other up like that before. Like they they're like out to kill you. They're doing all this like windmill drop kicks. Really? Yeah, it's fucking nuts. You ever jump in? No. Don't do any of that no more. Did we you had any- to stop we had to stop playing at a show once we, we stopped playing for a second because some girl got like her head knocked in. And, like some guy just came up and did like one of these like elbow scissors into her head. Like 
why? I don't know. Really? Yeah, and she just dropped, and we were just like, hey. Oh, you guys, someone saw it actually happen? Yeah. We were just like, hey, calm down out there, you know? It's fucking. When you go to shows, you are, like, especially like if you're out doing these tours and like that, so you, you get to watch some of these other bands while you're mm-hmm. there. Are you ever moshing anymore? You ever go in them pits anymore? Fuck no. Nothing? Never? Uh, you don't do stage dive no more or anything like that ever? No. When was the last, no. last time you did some shit like that? Do you remember? Probably the last time I saw you, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a while. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think something happened where I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that again, ever again. Like, I got hit in the head really hard or something like that. I was like, Fuck. That was it? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do stuff. I did that stuff when I was younger because I thought it was fun and shit like that, but I'd rather just watch a show. I'm not. I don't need to get any aggression out. What, what shows have you seen lately? Anybody good that's just like off the record? It's not just you know just a show you went and saw. And that's not necessarily a band you were playing with or anything. I went and saw. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, fuck. I'd have to look at my calendar. Yeah, to see who you actually went and saw recently. Yeah, I know. I saw somebody. Dream Theater. Dream Theater. I was at Dream Theater. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Pat with the fucking win. <laughs> that just happened like two days ago. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck, Ed Stevens? But um, that was a great concert. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, but remember, we just did a show with uh, Nuclear Assault. Really? Yeah. John Connolly. Yeah. Lead singer. He still sings with them too, yeah, right? Yeah. Lilker still plays bass, yeah, right? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's one of my favorite bands from the past, dude. Yeah, Love them. Uh, really? So what was that like? You got to tell me that. That was great. Sure. We were uh, hanging out with Danny and talking to him and stuff like that. No he shit. He was really cool. He just came right up with us and just started talking. He liked our set, and he was like- uh, Dude, he seemed so dream. cool. I did smoke a bowl with Danny Loker one time. Nice. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> At Peabody's. Nice. He, they were playing there. I did do that. Yeah. That was great. He let me play his bass. Really? Yeah, he was like, he was tinkling around, tinkling, tinkering. tinkering. <laughs> he was tinkling <laughs> on his bass. Tinkling on his bass. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, I've never seen a bass like that before. And he's like, hey, check it out. Like, oh. Yeah, man, he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, yeah it was fucking. So, so uh, when you're playing with Nuclear Assault, that was that was when? How long ago did you do that? Um, oh, last forget weekend. Why did I... la- la- Last weekend. No. Yeah. You just played with them? Yeah. Here. No, not here. Where'd you Albany. Play? In New York? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We did like a two-day thing out there. The one, the what first day was um, Rochester, and that was with uh, Death Before Dishonor. They're like a hardcore band. And then the next day was with Nuclear Assault and Skinless. How, how often are they playing out? Like, what are they, what are they, do you know anything about, have you, have you, did you get to talk to them? Like, are they... Playing out consistently? I mean... It seems like they are. I mean, they're still... Um, I think Shed the Skin is going to be playing a show with them coming up, I think, in June. Where's that going to be? Do you know? No. I think... Yeah, I not, not here. No. Um, so you're all over the place, right? I mean, when you're playing, there, you, there's no saying where the hell you'll be at. Nope. Where's the farthest you played? In, you played California? You played in the States? You played out there? Mm-hmm. Anything crazy out there? Anything fun? I mean, come on. You gotta I remember s- seeing fires. The fires on the, on the highway. Fi- oh, yeah. really? And we were just driving. We're like, oh, that's, and people are just like, oh, that happens. Smoke time. everywhere. Was, yeah. it, was that crazy? Yeah, but uh, nothing. Nothing. Is it, it? Do you think Ed, that it's nothing's happened, or I'm wondering if you just don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that could be it. That could be it. 
I'm, I'm sure, trying to wonder. I'm, I'm sure things happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wonder how it's even possible nothing's happening. And you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't remember. No, I mean, uh, I know L.A. is pretty dirty. <laughs> That's all I remember. Really? It's just a dirty place, man. Yeah. <laughs> so is New York. New York's dirty. Filthy. Yeah. F- I remember falling asleep. The whole band fell asleep in the van one night. And we woke up in like 90 degree. Oh, the van was like just completely <sighs> baked. You guys stunk. Yeah, and then in fucking New York is like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, fuck. Crazy. Crazy as fuck. Yeah. Not used to that. Yeah. Most of my time, I, I try to figure out where I'm going to find the cleanest bathroom. Is <laughs> That's where I spent... That's really my important. energy. Really, the hygiene part is really like, important. When well, it's ta- hard when you're on the road, right? Oh, yeah. When Ed takes off, you know, he's in search of. <laughs> is that what it is? Toilets. And that's what it is. Yeah. Toilets and showers and that kind of thing. I that got you a pretty can good act- system now, you know. You can You can figure it out. Yeah. Just, just by from the out, you could, you could spot them out without having to actually walk Pretty much. Out. Like, you can, you know, a laundromat, usually have one. Coffee houses. Oh, you know, like, I see. I like to get a cappuccino. Can I have the key to the bathroom, please? <laughs> and that works out. They, they keep those cleaner. Yes. So that's usually yeah. a pretty good spot. They don't have a lot of traffic. If you guys aren't getting hotel rooms, then how do you guys like oh, we shower? Do. Oh, we do, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes don't. we. Well, what happens when you don't? Like, what, what do you guys got to go to truck stops and take showers? You ever do that? No, we just rough we it just through say, the day. Fuck it, I ain't showering. Yeah, you do like a bunch of stinkers. Yeah, fuck it, it, right? So you know, that's metal. Sometimes, sometimes metal. you bring, you know, like. Wipes or something like that. Just swipe that white bath. Wipe, wipe the stuff that stinks the most. <laughs> hey guys, we're low on wipes. Just wipe the ones that stink the most. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's great. Pretty wild stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about, like, as far as, like, the guys in the band? Do you guys all get along really, really well? I mean, is this, like, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't, I'm not saying, of course you're not going to be like, well, this guy's a dick. But what I am saying, like, there's got to be times where you guys are just, like, don't you oh. get tired of fucking each other? Like, not, not, not tired of fucking each other, but don't you get fucking get tired of each other? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we get tired of fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, it's, it's natural. It's just, like, you know, when you have, like, the fucking, no. It's, <laughs> when you... You spend so much time with each other, fucking in the van, <laughs> and you just get on each other's nerves. Yeah, does you it know, happen? Like, no? like towards like the end of the end of a run, usually, or like when you're coming home from a tour, like you know, flying, you know, from overseas, you know, there's just a lot of stress, and yeah. then and you just kind of take it out on each other, not. not yeah, it's, it's it's the whole marriage thing, right? It's like it's like being in a marriage, being in a band. Oh yeah, right. You know, and you got to like work things out, and you got egos and personalities mm-hmm. to deal with, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Exercise and patience. Is that what it is? Yeah, but it usually doesn't pan out that way. <laughs> and exercise in patience, or yeah. exercise and patience. Like, are you exercising? Oh, no oh. exercise is going on there. <laughs> I think we tried to do walks a couple times. That didn't work out. No. Well, you know, if you can just walk back and forth on the stage a few times, you'll get your steps in while you're oh, playing. Yeah. And you'll get and, and you'll do that. I saw you do that with the Maiden Voyage thing. I've seen you. You 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 work the stage. You yeah. do the Steve Harris thing. Yes. You're out there screaming with the with the crowd, screaming the words with them and shit. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I when, like it. Yeah, the main thing, you know, that just seemed to. 
You only got to play. You you played one show with them since the pandemic things kind of mm-hmm. chilled out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the tribute thing? I mean, like, what do you think about the whole tribute idea in itself? Not you know, you're in a band, so obviously you're, you can. But I mean, like. There's a lot of tribute bands, and they just keep coming, keep coming. Do you think that's a cool thing? I mean, you think uh, that- yes and no. I mean, I've seen so many tribute bands that I wish I didn't see. I, don't, I mean, there's some some bands are good, and some bands aren't. You know, it's just like if I wasn't in, in Voyage, I probably wouldn't be in another really tribute band because I mean, you know, all those guys are my bros. You know, and we have fun. Yeah. You know, but it's just like you know, I I usually don't go out to find a tribute band to watch because I just, I'm real particular. Like, you know, I know exactly where the notes are, you know, and if it, I don't hear them, I'm just like, eh, oh, I got what you're saying. So, you know, you dissect these songs down to the finest of oh, yeah. things. And then well, when I somebody- think that's what it, a tribute band should do. It, it should be like, like if you close your eyes, you're just listening to the same thing. Well, know? I agree, right. and the really good ones—that's what you're listening to. Right. And if they do veer off in any way, you're still highly entertained with whatever it is they're doing. I mean, it's there's some do. there's some good ones out there, you know, you know. So, uh, but I've seen some bad ones too. So yeah, so you're so you're you're different. You're 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 saying that yeah, you could take them or leave them. Mm-hmm. Too many of them, though. It's kind of weird because I'm in one. Well, no, <laughs> but I mean, but that's but that's fair. I mean, at least you're being honest about it, and that's being fair about it. I mean, there's too many of them, I, I, in my opinion. There's so many of them that I think more people should go out and see original, like they, they used to when we were younger. We always go see the local bands and stuff like that. And I don't there's, there's still that, but I see a lot more people going to see tributes like that. Those, those, Guys will sell out. Fucking well, places. I mean, the, we said this before on the show, but the pro- one of the problems is is that Cleveland gets snubbed on a lot of these main acts that don't come here. You got to go to Columbus, Detroit, Pittsburgh. So, and that's where maybe the tribute bands come in. Yeah, that's good. because they've made up for it. Yeah, because we don't get the big guys coming around here. I, I do think that's part of why you see a, a huge tribute scene here in, in the city because it flourishes because the, the other bands aren't coming. Right. You know. Um, but you don't think you'd be in another one if it wasn't if it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's it's quite exhausting because it's trying to like you know because I I'm still learning parts that I didn't hear before. Like the more your ears develop, they they keep developing, you know. And so like I'm like hearing like you know just like little scrapes on a string or something. Like that. I'm like, oh goddamn, I forgot that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's just like, but you know, you're trying to like just soak in everything that you can possibly get out of the song and then sometimes it works and sometimes it don't and well lucky for you though the songs that maiden usually are, are playing are so heavily backboned by the bass itself yeah that you make a huge difference so your your attention to detail has a lot to do with how that song comes out i learned how to play bass by learning those records anyways yeah that was your that was your that was your first real main influence with steve harris right yeah yeah that's when i first met you that's what you were all into you were into that maiden thing big time yeah when i'm I remember going to college. Fun fact is, uh, my jazz teacher. He's like, "Yeah, I don't need to show you any technique. You have all the technique you're gonna need to play jazz." And really? It's like Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you learned it. That's where I learned my technique. You know? Really? No yeah, kidding. He yeah, said that, huh? Yeah. yeah. So when you're when you're when you, how efficiently in jazz are you? I mean, would you, is like when you say you could play? I mean, you could play. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a a jazzer. 
I would say that I'm more of like a rock guy that plays jazz. Okay, you know I got what I'm you. I'm saying yeah. I mean, there's a certain breed of jazz musician that that, that that's what they eats do. and shits that music. I mean, but it's also like jazz is a combination of a whole bunch of musical styles. You know, I don't. But metal is that's where I sit best with. That's what I love. I love it. You know, when I play that music. Do you ever sit down, though, and put on a jazz record or a jazz <laughs> song still? Oh, you still do today now? Oh, yeah. What I, would you listen to today? What's your jazz? Um, I always go back to, like, John Coltrane. You know, oh, really? Miles Davis. You like, like the, you like the Charles classic yeah. jazz. Yeah, I love all that shit. Um, Chikoria. Yeah. But, um, but I've been listening to a lot of Dream Theater lately. Oh, really? And then you've just seen them, so that just completely just... Those songs are so long. One song is longer than a Van Halen album. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of Van Halen, what about uh, all that shit with with Eddie dying and Neil Pert dying in the same year? Was that, oh, that the worst God. year ever? Yeah. Fuck. Lost the two two of the greatest in the same year. Yeah. How was it when Pert died? How were you? How, how'd you handle that? Take it hard? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, I remember where I was. I was on a. 70,000 tons of metal. It's a cruise ship full of metal bands. Oh, you want a metal band cruise? Yeah, it's the greatest thing in the that's world. What, that's what I hear, man. Like, that's uh, what I hear. I hear those are an unbelievable time, man. Yeah, I, was, I went with Matt. Um, Incantation was playing on it, so we just went on the boat and just, that's like a backstage party like the entire time. All bands walking around drinking and going fucking nuts. But, um. So you I was got the not, text. I got the text that Neil Peart died. Where I was on, I'm walk, walking to a show. I'm like, what the fuck? I know I was in an elevator, coming down. Yeah, I was like, ah. Dude, that just the fact you remember it means that just yeah. tells how important it was to you. Because we found out tonight, you like you don't remember a whole lot. So no. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> you don't remember a whole lot. <laughs> But but you do forget as you get older. It's not all just it's just you just forget. Yeah, everything things. everything's a blur. I well, mean, and you're doing a lot of the same shows. Like one show sounds seems could easily seem like the last show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of playing a lot of places that look like the last one, and you're seeing a lot of the same faces type looks. You know, I'm sure that happens. Yeah. So it's all it all is like that. Everything you always hear about, everything you've always every documentary you ever seen, it's exactly the way they they say it is, right? I mean. It's, it's, it's all great until you actually get out there and start doing it, and after a while, you're just like, all right, I've done it yeah. kind of thing, right? I mean, there's still, there's still more to be done. Do you still look forward to touring, though, every time? I mean, do, would you, do, you ever, do you ever get ready to go out on a tour and just be like? It depends, I guess. I mean, sometimes if it's a good tour, you know, but you got to take good with bad, you know. I don't like, I don't think I was as jazzed up about it when I first started doing it, but really, but it's not like I don't want to do it. I just, you know, cause that's part of, that's what you do. Yeah. You gotta go do it. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, so we got, we got ringworm. We got maiden voyage. Vanek is, is actually taken off though. So that, that could be something that you're going to yeah. be seeing a lot more of Ed in. Yeah. With the Vanek thing. Cause that's kind of on the rise too. So you're, you got a lot of cool things going on right now. And, uh, just keep, uh, keep an eye out for you, man. Keep, just keep totally on, cool having you back. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, baby. <laughs> um, but it is cool to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. And uh, I know Pat was was juiced up by seeing you too, both of us, man. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, those were cool years. 
Long Fuck time yeah. ago. Lot has happened since then too. A so. lot, a lot of calories. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> hey man, all of us. We all. Uh, it's weird. Well, especially when you consider how skinny all three of us were back in 1987. <laughs> we were all like oh my god, <laughs> skin and bones. Yeah, man. All I didn't want to take my shirt off back then because I was too skinny. Now I don't want to take it off because I'm too fat. We all know. Struggles real, man. Yeah, dude. Struggles real. All right, bro. All right, man. We're out, man. All right, everybody. See you later.